time spent with God is time well spent. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. I would like to share just a little humor. Three sisters, ages 92, 94, and 96, live together. And one night, the 96-year-old draws a bath. She puts one foot in and pauses. And she yells out, was I getting in the tub or out? The 94-year-old hollers back, I don't know, I'll come up to see. She starts up the stairs and stops. She shouts out, was I going up or going down? And then the 92-year-old is sitting at the kitchen table having tea, listening to her sister. She shakes her head and says, I sure hope I never become forgetful like these two. Knock on wood. Then she yells, I'll be up to help you guys as soon as I see who's at the door. We're doing part two of something we began last time entitled Purpose, Time, Change. Purpose, Time, everyone say Purpose, Time, Change. Well, we learned about this over in the parable that Jesus gave over in the Gospel of Luke chapter 13, verses 6 through 9. He gave a parable there about a landowner who went out to inspect his land and he looked at this fig tree and noticed that the fig tree was not producing anything so he said cut it down and then one of the field keepers said give me a year to work on it and we'll see how it turns out and so it lets us know the first word is purpose we talked about purpose that our lives are meant to be purpose filled we're not to be as this fig tree was it was there wasting vital resources from the earth but it wasn't producing anything so it wasn't living up to its potential and so the message to us is we're to live purpose-filled lives meaningful lives live up to our purpose and we went through I carried you through about five or ten different types of purpose and we talked about discovering your gift and serving it to the world and all of that so that was all a part of purpose and then the second word we find is time because The landowner says he had been checking the tree for three years, which denotes time, time. Everybody say time, time. So three years, this tree had been wasting its time, had been wasting its time. So the message to us is don't waste time. Don't waste valuable time. Life is so short. Life is so short. Don't waste one minute of your time. Time is so precious. It's so valuable. It's one resource you can never get back. So time, the Bible teaches us to use time wisely. Ephesians chapter 5 says, redeeming the time, live purposefully, live carefully, 
redeeming the time, making the most of every moment, buying back every precious minute. So in other words, it's saying live wisely, use your time wisely, use your time wisely. Now, also, the Bible teaches that same principle over in the book of Psalms. You don't have to turn there, but Psalms chapter 90, verse 12 says, So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. And it's talking about the brevity of life. And so the psalmist is saying, God, show us how short our time on this earth is. Show us how short life is so that we can apply our hearts to wisdom, so that we can use the little time that we do have, we can use it wisely. And so this is what he said. I love two other translations. The contemporary English version says, teach us to use wisely all the time we have. And the Message Bible says, oh, teach us to live well. Teach us to live wisely and well. And so that's the message that we receive from this parable. It's first purpose. And then time. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Time is so valuable. And so I want to just pick up today. I want to share some best uses of your time. I'm just going to go down a list. These are best uses of your time. Best uses of your time. Here's a good use of your time is to spend time with God. Time spent with God is time well spent. When you spend time with God, you're spending time with eternal life. Eternal life is not something that happens after you die. Eternal life is God coming into your moment. That is eternal life. God is eternal life. He is eternal life. So when you spend time with God, you're literally spending time with eternal life. There's something that happens when you spend time with God. It energizes not just your spirit, man, but it does something to your physical flesh because you're encountering life. And that very life begins to impact even your physical body. It changes your physical body. It changes your physical body when you're in contact with God because he is eternal life. And that spirit life affects even your physical life. And so you'll find that when you spend time with God, you'll find yourself refreshed. You'll find yourself renewed. You'll find yourself with new vitality and with new energy. That's becoming out of eternal life. That's the life of God. The very life of God comes out of his presence and it affects your physical man. It affects your physical man and it's powerful. So the very power of God. So when you spend time with eternal life, you're spending time with the power of God. You're spending time with the wisdom of God. You'll start getting ideas. You'll start getting insight. You'll start getting revelation. All of these because you're spending time with eternal life. You're spending time with the creator. You're spending time with wisdom. You're spending time with the healer. You're spending time with the deliverer. And so you're spending time with God Almighty. So time spent with God is time well spent. And so when you spend time with God, man, you set your tone for the whole day. Next good use of time is time spent with family. Time spent building loving relationships. Kids spell love, T-I-M-E. They spell it time. So time spent with loved ones, time spent with your spouse, your kids, loved ones, that's time well spent. That's time well spent with family, nurturing relationships, building relationships, building loving relationships. 
that's a good use of your time. When you're on your deathbed, you won't say, I wish I'd have spent more time at the office. You're going to say, I wish I'd have spent more time with my loved ones. So you really find out that relationships are the basis of life. So time spent nurturing relationships and building loving relationships is time well spent. Here's another good use of your time. Spend time on things that advance your life purpose. Spend time on things that advance your life purpose. Here's a good use of time. Spend time on things you have always wanted to do. Spend time on things you have always wanted to do. Some people call it a bucket list. Things you want to do before you leave this earth. That's a good use of your time. That's a good use of your time. So you should have a list of things you want to do. You should have a list of things you want to do. Pastor Nathaniel, he wanted to go to the equator. He just got back from the equator. That was something he wanted to do. (laughs) And he's been in so many other places. He wanted to jump out of an airplane. He jumped out of an airplane. He said he'll never do that again. (laughs) But that's time well spent. That's time well spent when you're doing things that you've always wanted to do. And that way you end up living life with no regrets. Get to do some things you've always wanted to do. Some things you've always wanted to do. So you ought to have a little list of things I want to do. You ought to sit down and say, what is it I really want to do before I leave this earth? And you ought to have a little creative list of things you want like to do before you leave this earth. That's time well spent. That's enjoying life to its fullest and living a life with no regrets. You ought to have some places you want to go, some things you want to do. But that's time well spent. Something you always wanted to do. Something you always wanted to do. Another good use of your time is, uh, is putting your time on things that help you to grow to your maximum potential. Things that help you to grow to your maximum potential. That's a good use of your time. Very good use of your time. Another good use of your time is putting your time into things that add value to yourself and to others. Things that add value to yourself and to others. Another good use of your time is when you focus on things that are now or never opportunities. There are certain opportunities that have a lifespan. They have a window of opportunity, and you got to move now because if you don't strike now, you miss it forever. So there are certain times where there are now or never opportunities, and you got to strike while the iron is hot. you got to move it now. If you don't, you'll miss it forever. You'll miss it. you got to do it in that time. You got to do it in that time. I heard Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders was one of the fastest men alive. And he said he had to play while he was that fast. Because he said if he didn't do it at that time, he would have missed the window of his speed. He's not as fast now as he was then. But he had to do it at that time. At that time. And so he made all of his millions and made his mark. Right at the right time. So there are times that are now or never opportunities, and you got to strike right then. That's a very good use of your time, a very good use of your time. Here's another good use of your time is in planning, in preparation, in prevention. That's a good use of your time, planning. Everybody say planning, preparation, prevention. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So that's good use of your time, planning. The difference between planning and preparation, you know, if you're going to hold a dinner, you plan your menu. 
That's planning. But preparation is going out to the grocery store, getting the ingredients and bringing them home and getting everything organized. That's preparation. So planning, preparation, those are good uses of your time. Planning, preparation, then time spent in prevention, time spent in preventive maintenance to keep yourself from breaking down, time spent in prevention. It's a great use of your time. Then Zig Ziglar, he said this, Zig Ziglar said that you were born to win, but he said in order to win, you must plan, prepare, and expect to win. You were born to win, but in order to win, you must plan, prepare, and expect to win. Here's another good use of your time, giving yourself time to think, time to think. It's a good idea to just sit in a chair quietly or on the sofa or or sit somewhere quietly just to give yourself a few moments to think. We live in such a noisy world. It's a rarity to have a quiet moment, but just a few moments to just sit there with a pen and a pad just to think, to reflect, to ponder, to think, to think. That's a great use of your time. You'll be surprised the new ideas you will find, the dreams that you'll stir up, the passions that come forth, things that will occur to you if you simply take a little quiet time just to think. Just to think. We live in such a noisy, busy world. We so often don't take a few moments to think. Just to think. Just to think. Just to think. That's a great use of your time. Time to think. Another good use of your time is on things that make you laugh. Things that cause you to relax. Things that relieve stress. That's a good use of your time. We're stressed out in this world. And if there's anything that we can do to relieve that stress such as laughter, anything that we can do to relax. That's a good use of your time. I told you before, just about every day while I eat my dinner uh, in the evening time, I'll watch my favorite sitcom because it makes me laugh. And I understand the importance of laughing and, and releasing stress and, you know, just not having a care in the world. And I laugh and laugh. Even though I've seen it a hundred times, I laugh like I've never seen it before. (laughs) And so I laugh and laugh and laugh. So that's a good use of my time because I understand the therapeutic benefit of laughing. I understand what it does for my body and for my mind. And so laughing is wonderful medicine. The Bible says that a merry heart is good like a medicine. So it's important to laugh every day. Laugh every day, so take time to relax and relieve stress and laugh. Wonderful use of your time. Here's another good use of your time, enjoying nature, God's creation, and exploring and having a sense of wonder. Just having a time to take a walk, just to look at the stars or just to look at the clouds and just to see God's majesty all over creation. When's the last time you just walked and just noticed the colors on the leaves? When's the last time you were quiet enough to hear birds chirping, to hear squirrels running up the bark of a tree? When's the last time that you could just hear kids laughing? So take a little time to enjoy the rays of sunshine, see the colors, smell the crisp air, enjoy God's Nature and a sense of wonder fills your soul and your mind. That's a wonderful use of your time. Wonderful use of your time. Here's a good use of your time. Put your time on things that harness your creativity. Things that harness your creativity. Things that harness your creativity. That's a wonderful use of your time. 
Another good use of your time is time spent resting, time spent renewing yourself, time spent refreshing yourself. Another good use of your time is things that help you to be physically fit. That's a good use of your time, things that help you to be physically fit. It's a wonderful use of your time. The Holy Spirit said to me, I think it was last week, and it wasn't an audible voice, but it was just an impression that came up. And he said these four things. He said, live healthier, live happier, live inspired, and love more. I said, wow, that's powerful. I said, I like that, Holy Spirit. I said, I'm going to probably teach those four things after I finish this particular series. But that's what he said to me at the, right at the beginning of this year. He said, live healthier, live happier, live inspired, love more, love more. So we'll talk about those four things after I finish this series But I'm excited about that. Isn't that good? Man, the Holy Spirit is good. He cares about us. He loves us. He loves us. And so we just get to enjoy him and we get to enjoy life. And I love that. He wants us happier. He wants us happier. Some religious people don't believe in being happy. They think you got to be looking like a prune all the time. No, he is the spirit of joy. He is the spirit of joy. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the whole kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So he wants us to live happy. Well, I didn't mean to start today. I I said I was going to teach that later. (laughs) I'm going to teach that later. I'm going to teach that later. So stay with me. We're going to cover those four things, but I have to finish this series I'm on right now. I said, thank you, Holy Ghost, but I got to finish my current series first. (laughs) But anyway, we're talking about time. We're talking about time. M. Scott Peck, he says, until you value yourself, you won't value your time. Until you value yourself, you won't value your time. And he said, until you value your time, you will not do anything with it. So you have to value yourself. Then you'll value your time. Then you'll be able to do something with it. I like something from the, we've all heard this little poem or seen it on the internet, but it says, work while others are wishing, save while others are spending, study while others are watching TV, prepare while others are playing. Once again, that's a wonderful use of your time, wonderful use of your time. I want to read this. This was in one of my John Maxwell books. It was a lesson about time. And it was about a gentleman by the name of John Erskine. John Erskine. And it says, John Erskine learned the most valuable lesson of his life when he was only 14 years old. His piano teacher asked him, how many times a week do you practice and how long do you practice each time? He told her that he tried to practice once daily for an hour or more. Don't do that, she responded. When you grow up, time won't come in long stretches. Practice in minutes whenever you can find them. Five or ten before school, after lunch, between chores. Spread your practice throughout the day and music will become a part of your life. Her advice obviously worked Erskine became a concert pianist who performed with the New York Philharmonic. He later served as president of the Juilliard School of Music and director of the Metropolitan Opera Association. He also went on to teach literature at Columbia University and wrote more than 45 books. 
His most famous work, The Private Life of Helen of Troy, was written as he commuted to Columbia. But he learned that invaluable lesson from his music teacher about time. She said, don't try to take big stretches of time when you're really trying to master something. You have to make it a part of your life and you weave it in throughout your day. Five minutes here, ten minutes there. And you become creative in weaving in whatever you're trying to become a master at. You weave it in throughout your day and use your time in minutes. Five here, five minutes there, ten minutes here, five minutes there. You weave it in throughout the day. That way it becomes a part of your life. It becomes a part of your life. So I thought that was a very powerful lesson on time that she taught her student. We can all use that, whatever it is you're trying to master or you're trying to learn or you're trying to become an expert in something or you're trying to just grow your skill level in something, learn to weave it in and practice it all throughout the day in just short stretches of time. That's why I'm such a great basketball player because sometimes I'll shoot for just five minutes. I don't have but five minutes. I just shoot. <laughs> I squeeze it in whenever I can. Five minutes here, five minutes there, ten here. I don't try to do it all at one time. I spread it out. I spread it out. And as a result, I have mastered the game. But anyway, (laughs) where are my opponents at? So I can put them on blast right now. (laughs) Praise God. So we're talking about time talking about time and speaking of time I'm actually out of time (laughs) I'm out of time oh man I'll stop here we'll do the third part next time so we're talking about purpose time change so next time we'll deal with change praise God give the Lord a hand for his word give the Holy Spirit a hand oh man we love we're so grateful that we're excited about Life, we're excited about what God is doing in our lives and we're excited what he has in store for us. We're excited about how we can have purpose, how we can utilize our time, and how we can change our lives. Praise God. So I'm excited. I'm just grateful to God. I'm grateful to God for his goodness and for his grace and his wonders and his love that he reveals to us each and every day each and every day each and every day with God is so wonderful so wonderful praise God thank all of you all for coming out and spending your time spending your time and I pray that you heard something from the Holy Spirit that touched your life that impressed your life that betters your life amen amen those of you who are watching us by television I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com you can listen to this message in its entirety absolutely free of charge you can actually listen to the entire series purpose time change and you can also email it to a friend but thank you so much for joining us today at brothers of the word because brother you need the word you are listening to brothers of the word.com this was part two of the series titled purpose time change by c elijah bronner this message is number seven eight nine four that's seven eight nine four to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number seven eight nine four to a friend go to brothers of the word.com if this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. 
Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother you need the word. Brothers of the word.